You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lectio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Dei ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ. As Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. First, I'd like to begin by greeting all the members of the LOV, the Verdon Day family and community, and anyone who happens to be listening in as well, and I hope you will think about joining them. Um, and today, um, although I'm actually speaking on Christmas Eve, I'm going to be talking about some of the feasts that happen after Christmas, because um, Christmas itself is such a big feast that it really ought to overshadow and does overshadow everything. The next feast on the 26th, it's the Feast of St. Stephen, but we, this year we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. And we remember um, that Jesus, Mary and Joseph were the model of all families and each of us has some part to play in modeling ourselves on that family. However, that's not really what I want to talk about today. Instead, I'm going to talk about some of the feasts that occurred during this coming week, starting with St. Stephen, talking a little about St. John the Evangelist, the Holy Innocents, St. Thomas of Becket, and St. Sylvester. There's no feast there on the 30th. <laughs> Sadly, maybe they'll put one in. So someone said, isn't it a bit unusual that after the great feast day of Christmas, which is the, the feast of love and joy, the feast of Christ coming as light to the world, bringing peace to all nations. And yet the feast days that follow are mainly, not always, but mainly feast of martyrs. Isn't it strange in a way that the first feast day after our Lord's birth is the first martyr, um, St. Stephen, who was stoned to death. After that comes from John the Evangelist, who was not a martyr, who was actually the only one of the apostles who was not. And then the Holy Innocents, those small boys under two years old, who unwittingly and probably unwillingly gave their lives um, for the life of Christ. St. Thomas Becket, who some people thought should have been the patron saint of England, and Pope St. Sylvester I, about whom I'm afraid to say I don't actually know very much, so I'm not going to concentrate on him. Um, and someone said, yeah, isn't that a bit odd that one after another, we have these feast days of martyrs coming after the birth of Christ. And it's been suggested, and I think it's a nice thought, um, that the martyrs gave their lives for Christ as little presents, um, as a big presence, actually, the biggest thing they could give. We sing about the shepherds bringing what they could, which was a lamb. We sing about, we sing about the, um, the kings or the wise men bringing their very symbolic gifts. Well, you couldn't get much more symbolic than a lamb as it happens, um, but they brought gifts of other symbolism, of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And in the carol written by 
with words by um, uh, Christina Rossetti, um, she says, what can I bring him? Um, what have I got to give? And I can give my heart. But what the martyrs brought was they gave their very lives. So I'll just say a few words about the martyrs whose feast days follow um, the birth of Christ. The first of these is St. Stephen, the first martyr. His name, by the way, it's a Greek name, as um, in fact, almost all the names of the early Christians after the apostles, um, almost all of these names that we come across are Greek, because Greek was the ordinary language of Christianity and, strangely enough, of the Roman Empire of that time. It said, Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. Um, and he said, I can see the heavens thrown open. And they were, and the witnesses put down their clothes at the foot of a young man called Saul. And as they were stoning him, Stephen said in invocation, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and said, do not hold the sin against them. And with these words, he fell asleep. All, all of these words are significant, all of them are interesting, but the one that I find interesting just for the moment is, um, is he says, um, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he's giving his present to our Lord, the most, um, most acceptable of presents. He gave his mind, he gave his heart, he gave his very life. And in return, Jesus touched his soul and brought him straight up to heaven because we should remember that each of these martyrs, um, as soon as they died of martyrdom, they were brought to heaven. There's a nice painting, if you go to Rome, to the church of San Luigi della, della Francesi, St. Louis, that's King Louis, of the French, St. Louis of the French. Um, and in this, in this church, in one of the chapels, there's a painting of the life of St. Matthew. And the last of the three paintings um, on the three walls, the other wall is the, the wall through which you look. Um, and the last of these three paintings shows St. Matthew just about to be beheaded. And this Roman soldier, his sword is coming down. And at the same time, an angel is coming down from heaven with, a, um, with the palm of martyrdom. And with this palm, it symbolized that St. Matthew was going to go to heaven and both of these things were going to happen in this picture at exactly the same time, and rightly so. Um, the angel was just going to put the palm into the hands of St. Matthew, just as the Roman soldier's sword was going to come down and sever his head, and with that, sever his life on earth. And St. Matthew, whose feast we don't celebrate at the moment, um, St. Matthew gave his life, and Christ gave eternal life. And to each of these, um, to, to St. Stephen, to the Holy Innocents, St. Thomas of Becket, St. Sylvester, um, they gave their lives as like a present to our Lord to celebrate his birthday. And at the same time, our Lord gave his present of eternal life to them. They gave life, he gave eternal life. And I'd just like to mention um, two other things. One is the Feast of the Holy Innocents on the 28th. These were boys under two years old who were ordered to be murdered, killed, executed um, by Herod. And 
as the pictures show that they were executed by the soldiers, um, cutting them by swords, sometimes severing their heads more often, partly to make it more blatant and partly to give some sort of um, link to the judgment of Solomon. They would be picking them up by one day and cutting them in half. And these holy innocents, they didn't know what they were doing, but even not knowing it, they gave their lives to Christ. And without knowing it, we do so many good actions in our lives that God himself notices, Christ blesses, and Christ rewards us. And St. Thomas the Becket, um, he was the bishop who came back to England knowing that he was in danger of his life. He was murdered by also by the swords of soldiers who broke into the cathedral while he was at prayers. And um, they martyred him in front of the altar. There for many years, the stains of his blood remained. His blood-soaked dalmatic that as a bishop he was wearing was taken to Rome and it can still be seen there, along with a fragment of his skull, just the top of his skull, which was severed at that time. So maybe today we can, um, or during this period, we can think of those who gave their lives to Christ, to whom Christ gave eternal life. And maybe we can also think of what we will try to give to our Lord in these days after Christmas. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'll give you the blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God. The Lectio Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and gave you the strength to put the Word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by emailing them to us using the following email address lov underscore verbum dei v-e-r-b-u-m-d-e-i at outlook Com. The Tuesday and Wednesday prayer groups gathering respectively at 7pm and 6pm UK time will pray particularly for these prayer intentions. If this homily has enlightened or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and on your social media. Have a blessed week.